In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, it's Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to another episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. And this is a very unique and special episode. I'm so excited. My special guest this week is none other than the legendary small business guru, best-selling author, Michael E. Gerber. You may know of Michael Gerber from his series of books, The E-Myth. I'm not sure if you're aware of the influence and impact that Michael has had on the small business world, on mortgage origination, on real estate, and many, many other industries. A couple quick awards and honors uh, about Michael, and then I'll get into uh, our conversation. Um, Michael was named the world's number one small business guru by Inc. Magazine. He has sold over 6 million books since his first book, The E-Myth, Why Most Small Businesses Don't Succeed and what to do about it. He is, of course, a New York Times, a Wall Street Journal, a Businessweek best-selling author. He has worked with tens of thousands of businesses of all types, size, and shapes across the country and is literally the what I'll call the wizard, if you will, um, the guru, if you will, to use that word, of understanding what truly makes a business succeed. How do you begin as a sole proprietor, as just one person, where do you start and how do you grow and expand and scale that business so that it becomes predictable, repeatable, scalable? And so Michael and I take a uh, an unpacking session here where we get into, obviously, some of the core principles about that. We talk about his business startup incubator called The Dreaming Room, which is a two and a half day training event that I personally have attended and find it to be an incredible experience for opening up, um, giving me a new vision of what's possible for me in my business. And probably more importantly, most importantly, understanding that what I do in my day-to-day activities, what you do as a mortgage loan originator, it's not about the day-to-day stuff. It's not about the doing it, the originating, the opening and closing loans, the making calls and meeting with real estate agents. And it's not about just making money. It needs to be about something more than that, bigger than that. Otherwise, those activities 
eventually burn us out and it never becomes enough. And we don't want to spend a lifetime doing something that doesn't give our life meaning. So this is a little bit unique, uh, different conversation today in that um, it's it's really opening up those ideas, those thoughts, and those concepts because you know Michael's a different thinker, right? Uh, Michael believes that in order to truly flourish, a small business must touch the lives of its primary influencers, right? The customers, the employees, um, your partners. Uh, you've really got to start thinking about this in a different mindset of just being a mortgage loan originator and being about something more, something bigger in a deep and meaningful way. And today's session will hopefully be thought provoking, right? Get you thinking differently, get you to become what Michael calls an awakened entrepreneur to seek a path that has at its core a higher and more inspiring meaning than just making money, selling a loan, or growing your market share. And so I hope you find this um, session of uh, Mortgage Marketing Radio as thought-provoking and inspiring as I do. Uh, you may want to pull over and take some notes at some point, but most importantly, I think just sit back and listen. Let, let Michael's direction and teaching and nudging take you perhaps to a place maybe you haven't been before or need to revisit. And I'm so glad you're here being part of the show. I would love to hear your comments. By the way, if you haven't joined our private Facebook group yet, make sure you check in the show notes. Uh, there'll be a link to our private Facebook group in there. We'd love to have you in there. That's where we take a deeper dive and can share some more useful ideas, tips, and resources with you. So without further ado, let's get into bringing Michael Gerber on to the show. Michael Gerber, welcome to the show. Well, hi, Jeff. I'm delighted to be here. No, the pleasure's all mine, and uh, I do appreciate you making time because I know you're extremely busy, must be in high demand as you have been for multiple decades, and it's a great honor to have you on Mortgage Marketing Radio, and uh, obviously you and I go back uh, a number of years, having attended your dreaming room uh, several years ago, which we'll talk about in just a few moments, having been a fan of the entire series of the E-Myth books and all that you do to help small businesses. So... In, it's funny in preparing for this, you know, I decided to dive back into some of the, the the texts, if you will, and the and the you know books that you've written. And one of these things struck me this morning as I was revisiting it, and I wanted to open up with something you said in the uh, the E Myth Revisited, which is that you believe that a business can be an exciting metaphor for quote the way, and. I wanted to open up with that and perhaps unpack a little bit what you mean by that. Well, um, you also recall in the E-Myth, I talked about um, the martial art studio, the dojo. Mm -hmm. And I spoke in one of my chapters of Revisited and certainly have revisited this conversation countless times in the 29 books I've authored now. Yeah. And that is I see the process of a business as a dojo for the founder, the creator of that business, and for the people who come there to work. It's a place like I call a practice hall. Mm. You get to learn how to stand. You get to learn how to speak. You get to learn how to think. You get to learn how to create. You get to learn how to move. Um, you see your relationship with each other not as a conflict, but as a, 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 a dance, a challenge. And when you begin to think about it like that, it takes on a completely unique form, a form that I believe is significantly more alive than simply the act of uh, 
a commercial enterprise. And that then creates what is commonly and sadly only too commonly referred to as culture. In short, the culture of a dojo is a very, very strong culture. And the culture of most companies aren't. Hmm. So in the books, in all of my teaching, in all of the work I've done, I've attempted to raise the level of the conversation uh, to have something of a significantly deeper meaning than simply the conversation about mechanics, how to do it, how to do it, how to do it. Just as in a truly inspired dojo, uh, the art isn't how to block, how to kick, how to do this, how to do that. It isn't the mechanics of the art, albeit, of course, mechanics are critical. It's the meaning behind the art. And that higher meaning is absent in most actual dojos as well. So the importance of that, the way, I believe to be significant. Yeah, that's there's a lot in there. And that's very um, thought-provoking in many different ways. I'm sure you've seen, obviously you've dealt with you know tens of thousands of businesses. That's a, a paradigm shift for people to be able to, to, to start thinking like that. And yet, I think I hear from what you're saying is that still today, most businesses aren't looking at their business as a practice or as a place of uh, growth, if you will. And in, dare I use the word enlightenment? Um, no, they don't, of course. Um, nor, interestingly, um, as many books as I've written and as many companies that we have coached over the years, um, well over a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that even when we speak it, people resist it um, because it takes them to a discomfort zone. Yeah, uh, meaning they're just not comfortable with that kind of a conversation because also it calls something from them they just don't have and have never been engaged in. So even if they are martial artists, meaning even if they are um, Taekwondo or whatever, mm -hmm. even if they've achieved a high level of performance, most likely they've never had this conversation. You, you say they don't like to go there because it's uncomfortable and it's because it's something they don't have. Uh, and by that, do you mean culture or what is it that they don't have? They've never been acculturated to go beyond hmm. the pragmatics of their lives. So people are pragmatically disposed. That doesn't mean that, you know, I'm saying people are less than. I'm simply saying they're pragmatically disposed. Look at all the conversations about money. Look at all the conversations about wealth. Look at all the conversations about et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why do you go into business? Hmm. Well, you go into business to become wealthy. Um, you go into business to make it on your own. You go into business, but it's all economic. It's all economic. And so most often, all the conversations is about how to make money, how to make money, how to make money, how to make money, um, as opposed to how to be real when you show up today. Hmm. So 
in Emeth, um, certainly you've seen it if you've read um, anything other than my Emeth Revisited book. Mm-hmm. In Emeth Mastery, for example, um, I go into the, the five essential functions of a truly remarkable company. That's inspiration, education, application, implementation, continuous improvement. Um, inspiration um, creates an epiphany. Education creates understanding. Application creates a direct experience that then leads to implementation to spread that experience um, system-wide. And continuous improvement is the continuous you might say, evolution beyond the uh, place that you've achieved while you're working on your company as opposed to just in it. And so I'm constantly calling people to the way. And in fact, if anybody were to speak about it in that way, they would say um, Gerber is the guy who speaks about the way. And Mm. he's resolute about it. From the very first day I spoke about business uh, to this day as we're speaking right now in my 80th year. It's the way, Jeff. It's the way. Yeah. So you're saying, well, I don't want to, you tell me. So the, the purpose of a business isn't just to earn a profit. Is that part of what you're saying? It should be some, something more, something bigger. Oh, of course. Let's say the purpose of life isn't just to make a living. Right purpose of life is to discover the purpose of life. Hmm. Which so, is a never-ending journey, of course, just of like course. a business. Of course. Now, one might say this is all personal growth stuff, hmm. but what is it? Mm-hmm. So effectively, the purpose of life is to discover the purpose of life. What's the meaning of life? Why am I here? Why do we come here? And then why do we leave here? Well, that's what religion is all about. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when my people, Jewish people, Mm -hmm. um, first proclaimed God um, and then wrote a whole book (laughs) called Torah, which is identical today to the one that was first written all those thousands of years ago, what in the world do you think they're talking about? Hmm. They're not talking about making a living. They're talking about when you're making a living, the ethics of that, when you have a child, the meaning of that, when you speak to, and on and on and on and on. So I'm, what can I say? And of course, in the New Testament, and of course, in, in Zen Buddhism, and of course, in, so you understand, it's all beyond just the mechanics of it. Because if it's just the mechanics of it, might as well just shoot ourselves now. Yeah, right. It's got to be about more than that. Um, so that, wow, there's just so much that ties into that. I mean, there's purpose, there's culture, there's all these thoughts and words, you know, flowing into my head. Um, you know, there's the the seven core elements of, of you know, a highly, did you use the word functional, highly functional business in um, E-Myth Mastery? Um yep. Do you have any examples that you think uh, today stand out as a company doing well in living the way, if you will? Um, I could go on and on and on about that, but the, the truth is giving an example of it mm. 
begs the question, then we'd have to say, well, how do they do that? Why do they do that? When they did that, what difficulties do they have doing that? Hmm. And so so on. Just understand that um, my work, the E-Myth work, has influenced more exceptional companies than any other work on the planet. Right. And so all you need to do is to discover, for example, in the Inc. 5000 or the Inc. 500, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> um, every year they, um, they vote on the most important book to the CEOs of those companies. And every year, the E-Myth Revisited is the number one book. So you'd say to yourself, so do we have any examples of that? I'd say mm -hmm. there are countless examples of that by their very own words. Right. The founder of 1-800-GOT-JUNK uh, tells how he started his company from a pickup truck. And he was picking up junk to make a living while he was going to college. And a friend of his gave him the E-Myth Revisited and said, have you read this? Because you got to. I just sent an email to Brian Scudamore, who was the founder and CEO of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I'm going to interview him. And in the email that I sent him, I said, the story I'm interested in telling is how you went from a pickup truck to a 747. <laughs> Yes, very successful story there of that company, wildly successful. And I know that's the case. I mean, many, many companies use your book as, you know, um, the Bible, if you will, as a go-to source for um, having that bigger vision of being about more than, you know, the, the, the like you say, the doing it, the doing it, right? The daily mechanics, because at, at, at the end of the day, it's got to be about something more than that, because that only lasts so long, right? We kind of burn out on just making a profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it's just the mechanics, who cares? Right. Anybody and, can do the mechanics. Yeah, well, anybody can do the mechanics, but nobody will do the mechanics if something else isn't there. Hmm. That's the point. That's the point of the dream, the vision, the purpose, the mission. Everybody can do the mechanics, but nobody will do the mechanics unless they're just forced to do the mechanics until they relate the mechanics to the meaning underlying your company. Yeah. And so the mechanics are born out of meaning. If all they're born out of is to be good at what we do, it's insufficient. I like that. I like that a lot. And so let's let's do this. Let's pivot a little bit because there, that's kind of one conversation, right? That's that um, overarching, um, you know, t top of the vision, if you will, of the company that hopefully influences downstream. And so a fair number of my listeners in this audience, they're made up of, you know, mortgage loan originators, executives of companies and things like that. So for those folks that are, you know, in the streets, so to speak, right, uh, doing it and doing it every day, uh, slugging it out in the trenches. Uh, yeah, and Jeff, I'm not talking to anybody but those guys. Okay. Well, so some of them may be, yeah, they may be going, hey, that's, uh, how does this make sense for me, right? <laughs> of course. Of course. How does it make sense to me? Yeah. Well, that's the beginning of the education, isn't it? That's the beginning of the inspiration, rather. Um, that's where the epiphany comes from. The epiphany hmm. comes from hearing something that moves me and calls my attention to it. And I suddenly begin to see I'm a student. I'm a white belt. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a beginning. I'm beginning something. I have no knowledge of, no awareness of, no understanding of. Um, I have no understanding of the 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 tradition 
underlying this exercise that I'm going through, this Taekwondo. Even then, I don't even know what Taekwondo means or why it means it and what underlies it and why I should even care about it other than as to protect myself. Hmm. So in the dreaming room, you talk about, if I remember correctly, something about um, starting with a blank canvas. Am I right in remembering? Yeah, I call it a blank piece of paper and right. beginner's mind. Right. Blank piece of paper and beginner's mind. Um, so I'm a, you know, a mortgage loan originator. My job is to obviously, you know, go out and originate mortgage loans and produce a certain amount of production monthly, annually. There's various, you know, activities, tasks through which I do that. How would you advise that person, you know, to to kind of start to integrate and take on what you just took us through? Well, I would take you through the dream room, mm -hmm. and I would have a conversation with you. And that conversation would start with a story. You're all here. You're here for a reason. You think you're here to learn how to do mortgages and be successful in that business. In reality, we're not here to talk about that at all. <laughs> so let's begin at the very beginning. Just pretend that um, what you do is never going to satisfy you. Let's just take the possibility that, in fact, getting immersed in doing what you do better than you do it could, in fact, be a tragedy of monumental proportions. Because if you get to do better at what you do, better than you do it, you'll probably become enslaved by doing it hmm. until, of course, it lets you down in some way. And it always lets us down in some way. Unless there's a bigger meaning, a bigger purpose for it. Unless there's something calling me to it that reflects my desire to live a enriched life. To truly bring something of great value to people I meet on the street. To bring great value to my family. To become perhaps the philosopher of my family, the dreamer of my family, the one who truly is asking the intrinsic questions about why are we here and why are we doing anything we're doing? All of that needs to begin the conversation here in the dreaming room. So welcome to the dreaming room. Welcome to discovering what, in fact, life is really all about and why most people never, ever make it, and why you, too, will suddenly come face to face with the fact that what you do has no meaning to, to you other than to make a living, and so you're going to have to find meaning outside of what you do in order for you to feel that your life has meaning. But hear this, if that's true, and you're spending eight, nine, ten hours a day doing what doesn't provide you with meaning for the rest of your life. Just imagine the price you've just paid. Hmm. Welcome to the dreaming room. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I remember that experience sitting in the dream room. That's kind of like a grab you by the shirt collar and shake you, wake up introduction there. <laughs> or even lower. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, what did I just sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is this? 
<laughs> I thought I was going to learn how to sell more, damn it. <laughs> and, then, and then that's what happens. And that's what happens to every single person in the room. Yeah. What happens to every single person in the room is, oh, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> the day you were born. Uh, it's kind of like when the student is ready, Michael Gerber will appear, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. That's great. Um, so, so a couple of uh, recaps on that. Um, what you're doing, you know, day in and day out, uh, eight, nine, ten hours a day may not be and most likely is not giving you purpose or meaning in your life. And so you either have to discover how to get purpose from that or outside of what you do. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. Okay. What have you seen? How successful are people? Because some people may be thinking, you know, listening is thinking, oh, wait a minute, you know, I'm a, I'm a mortgage loan originator. Heck, that's not my purpose. Uh, I need to go do something else. And that's, I don't want to necessarily, you know, misdirect people because it doesn't mean you need to change careers, although sometimes it does, right? Um, or it means through the dreaming room and that the process you take people through, uh, it's they'll f be able to discover that meaning through what they do or still get fulfillment from other activities that aren't the nine to five. Does that make sense? You got, you got to understand it comes to the dreaming room. Okay. So in, in the case that we just spoke about, I'm talking to about guys in the business, meaning they own a business. Yep. Um, whether they are, simply independent contractors sure. or they actually own a company and hire people and bring aboard people um, to grow their company. Right. That's the guy I'm typically speaking to. Even if he's a sole proprietor, that's who I'm speaking to. So I'm speaking to him about the company he's creating. Mm -hmm. Well, and people create a company within a company too. But of course. Yeah. And, but I'm saying to him, but it has to originate from him, okay. from her. Mm -hmm. In short, being an entrepreneur, simply talking about how to make it better, how to make it better by have, how to become more effective at making money, I'm saying that is a crucially distorted view of what a company really is, could be. Mm -hmm. I'm saying must be. If it's truly going to inspire you, to grow beyond where you are and the people you attract to you to go beyond where they are, just as I call it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. So all of my work has always been about that, the dojo, the practice hall, the, the, the way, the meaning underlying everything you do. It's not the money, it's the meaning. And if there is no meaning, the money will never satisfactorily um, replace it. Right. I, th I think everybody kind of, you know, gets that either from personal experience or right at a conceptual level. And we've seen enough stories of people who had all the money in the world, but were, you know, completely unhappy and started doing some, you know, non-productive things, habits and behaviors. Yeah. And there's all the personal growth stuff you can go to. You can go to Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. You can go here. You can go there. But you understand that's all about you. That's the personal development stuff. My stuff isn't the personal development stuff, it's the totality of stuff. That is, you live in a universe and your company becomes a universe all of its own. And now you're presuming 
to design, build, launch, and grow that universe in the universe of universes in such a way as to truly develop a strong center at the heart of your company. So you might say, I'm in the business of personal growth for companies. Mm -hmm. So if a company is alive, I'm saying it must grow, and it must grow with great intention. And that great intention is brought to it by the people who found it. Right, right. So we think of America, the country. America is an enterprise. We go back to the founders of America. They shaped this enterprise. They shaped this enterprise with sta by stating explicitly what it was to be and what it wasn't to be. And as you begin to see that, then they invested America with meaning. Interesting. Yeah. And that obviously has had a huge impact on the, the direction of our company and our company, uh, country and uh, all the achievements and developments and why we're still the greatest country in the world because of those founding fathers and those principles, right? Got it. Yeah, which is the same can be said for a company, for your business, for your small enterprise, sole proprietorship. So, all right, so with just a, a few minutes left here, um, that makes a lot of sense, and I really hope that those listening, it inspires them to really pause and you know think about that. And if you're looking for more guidance and direction on the Dreaming Room, as I said, uh, we would mention that, and it's a process I've gone through, and it definitely is, uh, you know, as Michael said, a grab you by the shirt collars or elsewhere process. But I think too, what's great about that because I was in that mode of a you know a quote salesperson slash entrepreneur or whatever, and always just doing it and thinking about okay, I got to produce this, I got to do this, I got to you know make these calls, do these meetings, etc., and that gets uh, very tiresome and empty after a while unless you do have that bigger overriding purpose. So um, I want to talk about briefly The Dreaming Room, because you have one coming up, I believe, in San Diego. Can you talk about that, when that is? Absolutely. It's on um, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th in San Diego. And you can find out all about it at beyondemyth.com. One word, beyondemyth.com forward slash dreaming. Um, and also there's another link and Jeff, you'll provide them with that link. I presume. Yep. Show notes. Yep. Um, so March 3rd, 4th and 5th, and this is one I'm leading. And it also is the launch of our new enterprise because my last e-myth book has just been published on December 7th, 2016. And it's called beyond the e-myth, the evolution of an enterprise from a company of one to a company of 1,000. And I say it's the simplest book I've ever written because it comes down to the absolutely clear and compelling reality for anybody who's going to create a small company to grow that small company into a larger company and then a larger company, all for the purpose of ultimately selling it. Hmm. When I say that, you understand, Jeff, that people say to me, yeah, but there's got to be other purpose for being in business. I mean, to make a difference, et cetera, et cetera. But of course there is. And of course, that's critical. But if you don't realize when you start out on day one of your company, I call it new co, not old co. When you start out 
on that very first day of your company, you're creating a company to scale it. And you have to build it to scale it. And by scaling it, I mean to grow it so that it can do exactly what it's intended to do in exactly the way it is intended to do it and to, in fact, bring to earth a true, vital, responsive, and original brand. Hmm. That's your job. And so I teach that job, the beginning of that job, the platform for that job is the dream, the vision, the purpose, and the mission. And you have to understand that not the way that you understand those words, um, typically, they're the way I've fashioned those words and utilize them to express exactly what's needed for you to build a platform to grow upon. Well, thank you for that. And I have to say, again, um, as an advocate, you, you know, you definitely walk out with not only the insights and thought provoking kind of like, you know, tear up, zip, zip open your head, unpack, you know, all the stuff that's in there and get real clear on all those very important items you just mentioned and walk out with a, a renewed sense of focus, purpose, direction, and, you know, this compelling future that, that pulls you towards something that's bigger than you. So yeah, the truth is, Jeff, a, a company, a small business cannot live without it. The dreaming room is as, is as essential as breathing air. It is absolutely critical. It's not just something fun to do, yeah. nice to do, um, meaningful to do, uh, a good weekend. It's something that literally will transform the way every single person who comes into that room thinks about everything they do from that day forward. And the good news is, with Beyond the E-Myth, we now have the program that follows the dreaming room to take you step by step by step to go to work on your company in a way you will have never gone to work on your company. Step one, step two, there are eight steps in all, and we will walk you through that with master Gerber facilitators who take you through the journey to grow your company to scale. Absolutely exquisite. Yeah. And, and as you said, you're leading this one. So that's a unique opportunity to, you know, be with the maestro uh, at this session. So once again, we'll put the link to the show notes in there. Um, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, it's interesting, you know, we're talking about this, a business, uh, you know, having a vision, a purpose and, you know, being about the, the way and the why uh, as well. Um, I, I was thinking about the story that I know you've told in the dreaming room, which is, you know, kind of how you started on this journey. Uh, and what, you know, what's your, why is, why is this so such a passionate area for you? What's, what's behind all that? You know, kind of, you know, what's your why or purpose? Well, it just, it just became obvious to me. A friend of mine had an ad agency and he asked me to meet with one of his clients who was, at, was having difficulty converting the leads his ad agency was creating for him. And I'd never thought about business. Heck, I was just coming from learning how to be a, a, a framer. Mm -hmm. I was going to become a framing contractor. I was going to go to um, up to Northern California, chill out, smoke grass and live my life and uh, make a living, blah, 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 blah. And um, I'd already mastered the saxophone. I'd already mastered encyclopedia sales, already mastered 
any number of things. And each and every time I had somebody who was speaking to me much the same way that I'm speaking to you. I suddenly am sitting there with this guy in this high tech company who was having difficulty with sales. And I didn't know anything about business, didn't know anything about high tech. And I'm simply asking him questions. And as he, I ask questions, I'm starting with the assumption, I don't know anything about business. Hmm. And suddenly, more and more and more and more, I realize I do know something about business. I know that selling is a system. And as I'm asking him questions, I realize he doesn't know that. Not only doesn't he know that as I do, but he didn't even know that a business is a system. So he's operating this thing in a way that it was obvious could never work. And so I told him what he needed to do, and he asked me if I could help him do that. And that was the beginning of EMIT. Hmm. So here I was in Silicon Valley, starting up with a small high-tech company, and I was going to go in and create a selling system for him. And then the next client, and the next client, and the next client. And I suddenly walked into McDonald's one day between two clients wondering what in the world is missing in these guys' companies. Because something was missing. I just couldn't put my finger on it. Hmm. And when I walked into McDonald's, I immediately saw it. It wasn't like I walked into McDonald's and got my hamburger. I walked to McDonald's and saw it. And when I say I saw it, I saw the totality of it. This company was unlike, this McDonald's was unlike any company I'd been coaching. Unlike any of them. This was a totality. It was one thing. And all the pieces and parts were like pieces of a puzzle. And I was stunned by that experience. And I walked out and I said, so that's what it is. And I realized that I could do that for me. Mm -hmm. Meaning I could create a system to do what I was doing on behalf of these small businesses by teaching them how to do it. <laughs> it was astonishing. That's it, that's what made it happen. Yeah, and no, what made it happen, deepened it and deepened it and deepened it, Jeff, is to see the tragedy uh, on the street. Because you saw it over and over again with every business you worked on, they worked with, they had no system. Well, not even the businesses I, I, I worked with, but the businesses I didn't work with. Hmm. The tragedy, the failure rate of small business is just stunning. Yeah. And that nobody has stopped to really figure out what that is just blew my mind. Hmm. So I did. Yeah. And obviously, it's proven out to be the way, right? Uh, the, that was the genesis of the system is the solution, right? You got it. Yeah, that's great. Hey, by the way, speaking of McDonald's, have you seen the trailer for the new movie, The Founder? Yeah, I have. I think it comes out this month, doesn't it? Yeah. Are you going to go see it? Oh, sure. My wife and I. Yeah. 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 That's good. It just looks like a well-done movie, and so far it's getting pretty good reviews. But um, I know, obviously, you referenced that a lot as like the system is a solution and um, you know the, the, the three key core uh, systems that most successful or all successful businesses have, right, is a system and a process for lead gen, lead conversion, and client fulfillment. Yep, you and, got it. And that still holds true today. You wouldn't change that model. No, it's absolutely, it's absolutely the same, the same, the same. I would just become more dogmatic about it. Right, right. And the tools we use, right, the methods are different, perhaps internet, social media, and things like that. But bottom line, it comes down to those three core processes. Absolutely. Awesome. Hey, speaking of saxophone, do you still play? 
Uh, not really. Not yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. I okay. get it. But I, I had the privilege of seeing you play at the Dreaming Room, so that was definitely a treat. <laughs> oh, you were at that one. Well, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely cool. Well, listen, I know you're busy. You've got a lot going on preparing for the upcoming Dreaming Room. Once again, for those listening, uh, the link will be in the show notes. I sincerely encourage you, almost demand that you go make it happen. It will change your life. It will change the course of the direction of your life, how you operate in your business and your life on a daily basis. It'll even enhance your relationships, right? With your, with your, your spouse, your kids and other people in your family, because you, you, the, the clarity that you get and the new direction is really something that it's, it's hard to articulate unless you go through. Yep. And thank you, Jeff. And I say to everybody listening, come dream with me. Yeah. I've never experienced anything like it. And you will always remember it. And it will influence every single thing you do from that day forward. Can you imagine anything being that significant? Well, the Dreaming Room is. Absolutely. So thank you, Michael Gerber. It's been an honor. And I appreciate you being here. For those listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave us a you know a rating on uh, iTunes. If you haven't subscribed yet, do so on iTunes or Stitcher. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Leave your comments on the blog. And I uh, appreciate you as listeners. And as always, we will see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done-for-you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done-for-you proven marketing materials and plug-and-play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.